Section seventy five of Loss of the Sultana by Chester D. Berry. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Section seventy five. William Luganbeel. Enlisted in the service of the United States as a private in Company F of the one hundred thirty fifth Regiment Ohio Volunteer Infantry at Columbus, Ohio, May second, eighteen sixty four was captured at North Mountain, West Virginia, July 3, 1864, and was taken to Andersonville, Georgia, July 27, 1864, remained in the stockade until October 1, 1864. I went out on parole of honor and helped build six sheds on the south side of the prison. My quarters were near the depot and I could go a mile from my quarters without any guard. When I got out of prison, I weighed only a hundred pounds, but when I was on my homeward trip, I weighed one hundred and thirty-six pounds, so much for stealing sweet potatoes and peanuts. March twenty-seventh, 1865, I left Andersonville and was sent to the Black River, Mississippi, for exchange, and thence to Camp Fisk, which is two miles back of Vicksburg, where I remained about three weeks. While here, President Lincoln was assassinated. We then went on board the steamer Sultana, and on the evening of April 26th, we landed at Memphis, Tennessee. While there, I laid down to sleep. They took on coal and started again for God's country. Went about seven miles when I was awakened by a terrible roar and crash. I was on the second deck. My partner's name was Joseph Test, from Dayton, Ohio. A piece of timber ran through his body, killing him almost instantly. I tried to help him, but could not. Then I went downstairs, and the like I never saw and hope I never will again. The boat was now on fire. Reader, imagine you are on a burning boat with twenty-one hundred men, on a dark night. What do you think you would do? Well, I will tell you what I did. On board the boat was a pet alligator. He was kept in the wheelhouse. It was a curiosity for us to see such a large one. We would punch him with sticks to see him open his mouth, but the boatman got tired of this and put him in the closet under the stairway. When I came downstairs, every loose board, door, window, and shutter was taken to swim on and the fire was getting very hot. I thought of the box that contained the alligator, so I got it out of the closet and took him out and ran the bayonet through him three times. While I was doing this, a man came to me and said the box would do for he and I both to get out on. My intention was to share it with him, but I did not speak, and I do not know what became of him. I took off all my clothing except my drawers, drew the box to the end of the boat, threw it overboard, and jumped after it, but missed it and went down somewhere in the mighty deep. When I came up I got hold of the box, but slipped off and went down again. When I arose to the surface again I got a good hold of it and drew myself into it with my feet out behind so that I could kick the edges of the box coming under each arm, as it was just wide enough for my breast and my arms coming over each edge of the box, 
so you see I was about as large as an alligator. There were hundreds of men in the water, and they would reach for anything they could see. When a man would get close enough I would kick him off, then turn quick as I could and kick someone else to keep them from getting hold of me. They would call out, Don't kick, for I am drowning. But if they had got hold of me, we would both have drowned. It was about six miles from land. While the boat was burning, we could see the trees on the shore, and kept our heads that way and swam fast as we could. But the boat burned down, sank, and left us in utter darkness. We could not tell which way to go, and it was a very lonesome place to be in. Now I would only try to steady my box when I would get in those whirls as I floated down the river. I can speak of seeing two men after I started on my voyage. It was now very dark, and I could see an object only a few feet. The first man I met in the darkness, that lonely night, as he was passing me, said, "'Here goes your old tugboat.' I did not answer him as I had tug enough of my own. The next man that came near me asked which way we were going. He asked me a third time, and said that he believed that we were going right down, meaning we were floating down the river. I was taken up three miles below Memphis by a gunboat called the Essex, and was taken from there to the Gayoso Hospital, was put in Ward A, remained there some days, drew clothing, and got on board the Bell of St. Louis, came to Cairo, Illinois, and then to Columbus, Ohio. Present address, Perryton, Licking County, Ohio. End of section 75